Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. This is the devil, Satan, Beelzebub, Legion, all scratch. Welcoming you to Halloween Week on Talk is Jericho. Enjoy the show, if I don't possess your body and make you burn first. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It is the pod of Halloween, thunder, and rock and roll. And getting in on the spooky action, Duff McKagan. And the much-anticipated joke of the week. Chris Jericho, Duff McKagan calling you. I uh, hope everybody's good. You know, uh, the man who invented throat lozenges died last week. There was no coffin at the funeral. Thank you very much. Goodbye. There you go. Happy Halloween from Duff. That was a good one. Duff gets to spend Halloween at home. And then Guns N' Roses are headed to Asia next weekend. they got a bunch of shows before they head to New Zealand and Australia later next month. Fozzie also headed to Australia in December. But before we go down under, we're crossing the pond back to the UK and Ireland. We start in Manchester on November 4th. Birmingham, Nottingham, Dublin, Belfast, Swansea, Bournemouth, Bristol, Glasgow, and London. And we're doing our legendary VIP meet and greets as well. There are tickets left for both. Just go to FozzyRock.com. Best VIP in the business. We play a mini set of songs for you. We take pictures, sign autographs. Come hang with us and come see the show. Escape the Fate and Scarlet Rebels are with us. It's going to be massive. FozzyRock.com. And don't forget to come see Fozzy and Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea, the Four Leaf Clover. The lineup on the ship is stacked and getting even more packed. Brad Williams is our director of laughs. We've got Kate Quigley, Raj Sharma, and Jeff Dye doing comedy. Quiet Riot, Royal Bliss, Raven, the all-female Kiss cover band, Pris, my Kiss cover band, Quarantine, the Duff, uh, the Dave Spivak Project, Fozzie's going to be there, Talk is Jericho, Major Figure Pod, Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader, AW on the ship, Dan Helsen is your guest host, Dante Martin is in the four-man tournament for the Jericho Cruise Oceanic Championship against uh, Moose and Matt Cardona and world-famous CB are all vying to see who challenges Flip Gordon to become the very first Jericho Cruise Oceanic Champion. And don't forget, we're going to our very own private island for the first time ever, Great Stirrup K. So book your cabin now at ChrisJerichoCruise.com. All right, our annual Halloween special, Darcy the Male Girl from The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs on the Shutter Network returns for the third annual Halloween episode that we've done, and we decided to do horror movie threequels. 
this year. The best and worst third installments in horror franchise history. We've got the ones we love, the ones we hate, and a few honorable mentions to talk about. We talk about part threes from Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Jaws, The Puppet Master, Evil Dead, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Leprechaun, Psycho, Sleepaway Camp, Scream, and more. We talk about the kills, the performances, the final girls, the plots, the directors and production budgets. We do have one movie that tops the list as the greatest part three of all time. Start guessing now, and a couple that are the worst. So let's go. Darcy the Male Girl returns Halloween threequels for the third anniversary of the Talk is Jericho Halloween special with Darcy. It's right here, it's right now, and it starts. Beware. <laughs> now. So what kook are we moving tonight? Michael Myers. All right, so it is the Halloween season, and the yearly tradition that I've started with uh, Darcy um, from Last Drive-In is to do a Halloween special. Now, we started with top 10 horror movies. Then we went to top 10 kills, and we were trying to think of what can we do for this one, for this third year, the third anniversary. <laughs> and we thought, actually, I think it was you that thought of it, Darcy, of talking about the best and worst third installments, a.k.a. threequels, of horror franchises. I guess it was. But I wasn't the one that came up with threequels. That's well, you. I, I, I would like to say that I invented that. <laughs> I read that somewhere. Well, I love it. I think it's when I was Googling to try and find out what we we're going to talk about here. <laughs> um, and, and first of all, I never realized how many horror movies got to the third part how many franchises got to the third part i know i was thinking that too because originally we talked about maybe doing franchise countdowns and i was like like there's gonna be like five like what's the point but then when i started thinking about it and you define franchises three or more i'm like dang there's actually a lot of stuff that you don't necessarily think about as franchises Mm -hmm. that exist you know i wonder if that's because like if you buy the rights to a movie, you can make them cheaper. Like, I'm thinking of Puppet Master, for example. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure how many of those are. Um, I was in part 12, and there's been like 10 <laughs> since then, I think. See, that's the point. You were in part 12. <laughs> yes, Go I check was. Check that out at your uh, local store anytime soon. <laughs> but once again, your local like, store? Yeah, your local <laughs> store. Yeah, your Vita store. Yeah, there is none. Uh, shortstop in Winnipeg, Canada. But I mean, that's the thing. Like, you think, like, how can there be? And I think there's like, 10 Wolfins or um, you know like those types of movies Howlings Howling, that's what I meant Howlings yeah, yeah. You're, what, what number of Howling were you in what, why do you think I was in a Howling for some reason I thought you were in a Howling as no well. I wasn't in everything that's horrible um, I think it only went up to number 7 yeah so point is yeah. there's a lot of these types of, of franchises that go so long you might not even heard about them but they must be able to make them cheaply and, you know, make some money in freaking, you know, Lithuania or wherever the hell they can sell them. <laughs> so, um, but there are some great ones and there and there's some, we're not going to get too far into the, you know, puppet masters of the world, but there are a lot of great ones. And there's, like you said, you got some honorable mentions. You got a couple of views right here. Uh, so, yeah, so we weren't specific about how we're going to format it. Right. I didn't know if we we're going to do like top five, whatever. So... I just kind of have a list of ones that I think kind of surpass or are equal to the Mm. original ones. And that list turned out to be pretty long. But then I had some other ones I wanted to to mention, but they're not necessarily good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's like an honorable mention. But then I have some that are just really, really, really horrible. And that is my 
you list. Gotcha. So I didn't know how you wanted to go about discussing it, but it's you're great. welcome to share my list. Well, <laughs> I, I think we, we can use yours as kind of the, the anchor for it because I have a couple of, you know, use as well um but <laughs> let's go into it. Let, let's go into it and let's talk about probably the most controversial of any uh-huh. three equal and you know what i'm gonna say because your partner in crime joe bob briggs hates <laughs> this movie and i like it uh, you love it of course we're talking about the original halloween three Eight more days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Halloween. Eight more days till Halloween. Silver Which is also the intro music for one of my all-time favorite bands, Halloween. And they go, happy, happy Halloween, no Halloween, 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 happy, happy Halloween. Ah. Wow. And everyone okay. sings that at the beginning. So, so cool. it came straight from that. So we're talking about Halloween 3. Uh, and the reason why this is very controversial is obviously Halloween is the classic of all classics, possibly the greatest of all time. Uh, Halloween 2 was just kind of, it was good, but it was run-of-the-mill, kind of slasher. And then they decided to take it into a completely different direction. And that's where the controversy lies. There is no, much like spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> Halloween ends. There is, but this has zero Michael Myers. It's not about Michael Myers in any wow. shape or form. If you want to be, <laughs> oh. you have the naysayers out there to say he does appear in it because he's in the commercial. Oh, you see his mask? Yeah, you see, like, they have a commercial for the original Halloween okay, in so- it. So it's like, technically, he's in it. You know, the same people who are like, you know, Frankenstein is not the name of the monster. Those people. That <laughs> That's are a little bit stifler. of what they call an Easter egg yeah, is that he's in it. But, but kind of tell the, the premise of what Halloween 3 is about. What? Do you know the, 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 what's the plot of what Halloween's about? Halloween me 3? Well, I mean, basically, so we don't have to get into it. Basically, it's about a, a, a toy maker that decides to make, the toy maker, Silver Shamrock is the toy company, decides to make Halloween rubber masks that are basically going to kill kids. Yes. Using kind of like a Celtic Stonehenge yes. curse or something along those lines. You're doing a good lines, job. Right? <laughs> Keep yeah, going. Exactly. So, I mean, and, and, and that's kind of the basic premise of it. And there but, are robot people. There's robot people. <laughs> and one of your all-time favorites, Tom Atkins. Well. But, but so explain why you think this is such a controversy. Because there's a lot of people. I remember, you know, being around when it came out. And it was like, like critically bashed right out of the gate. Um, because there was no Michael Myers in it. Yeah, I mean, they had decided to try to take it in a new direction. To, right. to make it an anthology so that like every year there was a different Halloween themed movie, but it wasn't a Michael Myers one. Right. That was the idea. Like you said, right. an anthology. But unfortunately, they started with number three on that. So after two movies about Michael Myers, people were still expecting Michael Myers. And that's like, no, never mind. We're doing something completely different. And they didn't really know that going in. So people kind of got upset. Kind of you could pair it, compare it to Halloween ends. Right. Which is also <laughs> a three call. It is. In a lot of ways, right? It, and no, it absolutely is. I don't know how much you want to cross over in that, but David well, Gordon Green specifically said like he was completely inspired by Halloween three. This is his Halloween three. He's, to make it to make it completely different. Yes. I, I mean, mean that that's one part of it. There's many like crossovers. Starting mm. with the, the font at the beginning is Ah, gotcha. <laughs> well that's interesting because you know, and the, the, the you know, spoiler alert is that um, Halloween ends, the big controversy is that there's, you know, another Michael. It's very much a scream type thing. There's two killers, and that's sort of a vibe. I guess you could call it a scream vibe. 
I mean, the scream thing was always the twist that there wasn't just one killer, it was two, right? Yeah, and I haven't seen Halloween ends yet. So I I'm know. So I don't know how much you want to give away, but I, I would say it wasn't a, tw- a twist. A twist, right. So so the twist at the end of that is just as controversial as Well, the, this, it's not a twist in this. You kind of know straight up that it's just going a completely different the direction. The twist in concept. Okay. Though, right? Like Fair. the twist, like you never, I think once again, a lot of people were just like, I'm not going to listen to watch this movie because it's not about Michael Myers. And I think once you take that and put it away, then you, you can enjoy the movie. You can enjoy the movie. Like I remember when Chasing Amy came out, Kevin Smith's movie, I was, I hated it because it was nothing like Clerks and Mallrats. I just spent the whole movie waiting for Jay and Silent Bob. They come in at the end for like two minutes. I was like, this sucks. <laughs> once I got over it, it's probably my favorite movie of the Kevin Smith films. So that's the same with um, with Halloween uh, three, the season of the witch, and it was not a bomb. The budget of two point five million, and it made fourteen million, but it did not get great oh, right. reviews. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> better than I would have guessed. So, um, is this something like I know that you're constantly <laughs> trying to get this played on Last Drive, and do you think it'll ever get played? Oh man. Who knows? <laughs> is it because of, of Joe Bob's uh, uh, so residence? Or is- originally, uh, I don't even know where to start. Long story short, originally we had the rights in the first marathon that we were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. We could have shown it when we had that Joe Bob's comeback special. Right. And he said, hell no. No one likes Halloween 3. I'm like, I was begging for it. I'm like, we can bring Tom Atkins in. He was just, no, no, no. I hate Halloween 3. So, like, it became this thing now to prove that there are fans of Halloween 3. It's like, no one likes it. It's horrible. Now I have definitely proven that other people want to watch it. It's just now a matter of we've shown people how crazy popular it is that they're like, oh, wait, never mind. This is now expensive to get the rights to. So, we kind of... And that and that's something I think that you know for people that are, are listening to this that are fans of the Last Drive and why don't you play this movie or like don't you this movie <laughs> Sleepaway right. Camp Two whatever oh my god it's not that easy to find out who own, who owns the rights or or even to even or talk fi- them into giving it to you for a reasonable price for a, a reasonable amount of time it's like a lot of crap goes into it and I think that's one of the things where we're just teed up with twelve Friday Thirteenths the no brainers why isn't there a Friday Thirteen Part Thirteen because nobody really knows one guy owns Friday Thirteenth, one guy owns Jason Voorhees, and that's just going to go into legal hell, basically, right? Yeah. So we're I giving wish you, get it together. Yeah, we're giving you guys <laughs> some uh, some movie lessons here. But now let me go to another one, <laughs> Leprechaun ah, Three. Leprechaun Three is the best Leprechaun, and I love Leprechaun. <laughs> now, why is Leprechaun Three the best Leprechaun? Oh my gosh, it's the Vegas one, and it's like a wear Leprechaun. It has Carolyn oh Williams. It's just, it's so fun. A wear Leprechaun? Seen- I have. Oh, I don't yeah. think I've seen this one. I'm just looking to see if Warwick Davis is still. The guy. Oh, yeah, he yes, still he is. is. He's the guy. Now, Warwick of Davis, of He's course, so was uh, Ewok. Was the Ewok, and also has an amazing um, comedy series with Ricky Gervais called Life Is Short, which is hilarious. Uh, so you are saying that uh, this is the best one. Uh, is there any kills that sound like? What are the highlights for this? Why you like it so much? Oh, wow, there are some really creative kills. The one that stands out the most, obviously, or not obvious, I guess. If you haven't seen it, um, Carolyn Williams. She's like. She's a scream queen? She is. Okay. Her death is just, you know what? It's, 
It's memorable. Let's just say that. <laughs> you need to watch it. I cannot do it justice. It's a masterpiece. Well, uh, Caroline, which she's Loretta, which is my mom's name, by the way. Aww. I'm just trying to see if I can scam through and see Loretta. She was in um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. Is what a lot of people know her from. Okay, Loretta wishes to have her 20 year old body back, and her wish comes true. The leprechaun <laughs> then appears and asks her for his coin, but Loretta tells him she doesn't have it. He becomes infuriated and massively inflates her breasts, lips, and butt. Oh my God! Yes, Loretta hysterically cries, tries to escape from the leprechaun. She becomes wedged between his frame due to her blown up body parts. And tries to force herself through. It's so good. The door frame breaks into tiny pieces, which causes her to explode. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, not not. Like, it pretty well. It came out in '95. That's a. Uh, I know. That's almost a 30-year uh, so spoiler. Funny. I love it. I know you guys are gonna like the sound of this. I got two words for you: Mint Mobile. What's so great about Mint Mobile? How about all this stuff? Premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month. No trapping you into a two-year contract. No opening your bill to find it full of crazy fees. No luring you in with some free subscription to a streaming service that you forgot to cancel and then end up paying full price for. Been there, done that, still might be doing that. Here are the awesome things that you do get with Mint Mobile. The best rate, whether you're paying for yourself or your family. And family plans start at two lines. All Mint Mobile plans come with unlimited talk and text. You can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number. I love that. So switch to Mint Mobile now and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks per month. That's 15 bucks per month and no unexpected plot twists at mintmobile.com slash Jericho. Mintmobile.com slash Jericho. Your wallet's going to love you. Switch now. Just go to mintmobile.com slash Jericho. Nice makeup job. Stop fooling around, man. Now this one I can go with uh, with you as well. Friday the 13th, part three. Now before we go into what you have written down as the favorite kill in the series, Friday the 13th, part three is, is warranted because it is the first movie where Jason has His mask. A, a mask right <laughs> he gets it from Shelly who was just Shelly's kind of the all time one of my favorite characters ever really so why great. is that I don't know I just always felt so bad for him he has that line where it's like why aren't you going skinny dipping and he says because I'm not skinny enough and just I'm like oh yeah you feel bad he's kind of a chubby guy yeah. and he's portly and he tries to get by by doing uh his little pranks, yes. you know, and, 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 and so people are like, stop it, Shelly, you suck. And I'm like, no, Shelly, you're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like we said, so this is the, and this is actually, uh, this might also be the first time with the, no, it was two was the killer Jason, the grown up Jason. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause one obviously was the mom. Yes. Spoiler alert. Two was grown up Jason. <laughs> three was grown up Jason. And then four is when they started going to the different yes. ambulance attendant and all that stuff. How dare you? Yes. Yeah. So why, uh, what is your favorite kill of the whole? No, you're saying your favorite kill of the whole series. Of the whole Out of all series. 12 of them. Yes. What, Andy. What, the dude that like walked What's his up. name? Andy. Andy, right? Oh yeah, why don't you look it up and describe it? Oh, great. Do you and remember it? I remember it. Yes. Andy's the guy. So good. Who walks on his hands. Yes. He's like a gymnast. And I believe Andy gets a early uh, Catherine Corker and Art the Clown. Yes, gets basically yes. the male version of getting split in two so while good. he's. And how do they do? They actually show the machete going all the way. They show it and he kind of collapses. But then there's a scene after where you see his body like kind of 
in pieces, folded in half or whatever, with like blood dripping down. So it looks gnarly. <laughs> so it's like it's not as good a, a kill as I would like to see. Well, you probably couldn't go that far with it at this point. You know, far. I mean, it's but, still- it, but if you put both scenes together, it's pretty satisfying. <laughs> yeah, I, I just just looking through. Uh, okay, here it is. This is great. Shelly scares Vera with a hockey mask. Then wanders into the barn where Jason slashes his throat. Taking his mask to conceal his face, Jason goes to the barn. Vera retrieves Shelly's wallet. He gets shot in the eye with a spear gun, which I remember. Jason enters the house and slices in half a hand standing Andy with a machete. Now, let me also say this. We'd be remiss to say that this is Friday the 13th Part 3D, which was a famous trope. Of eighties yes, like horror number movies, number three had to be three D. Number three had to be three D. Which, by the way, brings me to one of my views. Okay, Jaws three. Oh my god! Because guess, notice what list I have that on. I, if we, let me guess. Now you are such a like. <laughs> we have a lot of similar tastes, but you like everything except for the certain things we just say. And you actually have on your list Jaws three D. On I, the list of as good or surpasses. Oh my god! As good or surpasses <laughs> yes. the original. And to me, surpasses okay so now <laughs> let's get into this you're absolutely by the way you're absolutely insane and you're completely <laughs> wrong but why do you think that jaws 3 is just <laughs> as good or surpasses and you just said in your mind it does surpass i just think like yes. jaws one of the greatest movies of all time do i see logically that jaws is a good movie sure it's well made whatever <laughs> blah 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 <laughs> jaws 3d though is is silly and fun it's just i the fun aspect is such a big deal to me and i love the idea of a shark attacking you like in sea world it's so like scary to me you know so i just love those scenes i love the the silly 3d effects and it's just so much more fun jaws is like scary drama no the original Jaws is just like a boring (laughs) it's actually like scary no Um, it's not well first of all i will say this would you see the bread loaf Start coming in Jaws 3D, like he this, goes through the glass. <laughs> this really surprised me too. Budget 18 million and the box office 88 million. That's insane. That is a huge, huge hit. Critically panned, but I went and actually saw this in the theater. July 22nd, 1983, it came out. So you're like, once again, almost 40 years ago. And I remember, like, first of all, Dennis Quaid is in it, which is awesome. He's uh, great. Leah Thompson. Uh, Leah Thompson. That's right, Leah Thompson. But the the one scene where you have the water skiers all stacked, like the famous, yes. like the Go Go's Vacation yes. video, and they wipe out, and here comes the shark, and it's pretty f-ed up. It's actually pretty cool when they know the shark's coming, and they can't fall, and there's like eight of them all balancing each other. And they that's all just such fall. a great scene. That's a great scene. And then it kind of goes downhill from that. And I, by the way. <laughs> Just when I was in London, stuck there December of last year, Jaws 3D was on and I watched it for the first time in probably, you know, almost 40 years. And realized how great it is. It does not hold up. <laughs> so but the best part up. is, and this is great. It's like you said, the cheesy 3D effects. I, I We always refer it to as, as a bread loaf, the floating bread loaf that comes. <laughs> if you look at it thinking that, that's what their is shark it, is looks it a like. Shark or, oh, a shark? It's, okay. it's their shark, but... 
Because okay. it'll also be like an arm coming. And it's just, it's beautiful. It's magnificent. Friday 3.3 <laughs> is like the spear gun that comes right at you. Yes, and they have you like know. random things too, like popcorn pops up and yeah, stuff. Yeah. They, anything to make it 3D. And you like would yo-yo. sit there with your dumb little glasses on just going, ooh. Uh. But be amazed, yeah. Yeah, be, be amazed, yeah, yeah. Now, I got to go with you on this one. I think for me, the best installment of the Friday 13th or sorry of a uh, uh, nightmare on Elm street is dream warriors. Oh yeah. Part three. It is. And once again, I just watched this. Um, my, my daughter for one of her birthdays or one of mine gave me a, like a Mason jar with like 40 horror movies on pieces of paper and you reach in and grab one Aww. and whichever one you grab, we watched and oh she, my God, I love that idea. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great idea. And she had, um, dream warriors on it and we watched it and it's like, everything is so great about it from the music, obviously docking, yeah, um, give me a little Dream Warriors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do it, do it, do it. Oh, we're the yeah. Dream Warriors. Don't want to dream no more. Hell yeah. Yeah, and then, of course <laughs> in the video where uh, Don Dawkins is being accosted by Freddie, etc. But why is like I said about about Terrifier two? Like Terrifier one is like Metallica kill them all, whereas Terrifier two is like Master of Puppets. There isn't a Terrifier three, but 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 there will be. Nightmare one is kill them all. Nightmare two, is not quite as good, but Nightmare three definitely is the master of puppets. They really figured it out. They got the dreams right. They've got the story right. They've got the mix of of good actors. Great final girl Heather Langenkamp, one of the greatest final girls, and just some amazing. Except amazing she doesn't make it through this one. Kills. She she doesn't, but she's the final girl in two, right? Or one. One. Okay, great. So she doesn't. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about why this one's so much better for you than some of the others you make me explain stuff i don't enjoy well, that we're talking about movies like do you <laughs> like the concept of, of of how they were able to what i liked about it was there was a, more of a point than just a bunch of random kids getting killed they're actually kids that are all like in a home for wayward children or something along those lines yeah i i'm trying to think exactly what makes it so much better i think it's just seeing this group of misfits all work together yeah, yeah. Well, she, yeah, she's in Weston Hills Psychiatric Hospital, where she's placed under the care of the doctor, and then they all have all these misfit kids that are there. Yes, and they all thought they were alone, and they all thought they were crazy, and they had issues because of it. And then they find each other and band together to kill Freddy for once and for all. Which, of course, does not work because you know <laughs> those. Uh, this does have the great John Saxon in it, Aww. who's in right. many. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Amazing horror movies. My favorite, well, one of my favorite kills in the whole series is, of course, the famous marionette. Marionette, yeah. Suicide sequence. Oh, man. I just, even thinking about that, I can feel it. It's like the, the veins that come out. It's gross, right? It's so, so what so happens gross. is that the guy, listen, if you've been living under a rock, <laughs> Freddie infiltrates your dreams and basically murders you in your dreams, but that kills you in real life as well, basically, right? Mm hmm. 
So this kid becomes a marionette. Uh, I think it's a heroin addict or something like that. And I think Freddie's like, I mean, it would be a different. He dad. wasn't. No, the heroin addict was the. Okay, so there is. I'm no, beautiful and bad. Right. So, but this guy was. Um, I think he was suicidal, maybe or something he was like suicidal that. Suicidal, and he just had sleepwalking. Right. Issues, so, so they thought he was just sleepwalking. Yeah. So he then becomes a marionette where the where, where his like you said his veins and tendons are being pulled out of his yes. uh, arms to be his strings. Oh man. So and is there even a point where you see Freddie above him like like manipulating yes. like master of puppets, right? Exactly. Oh wow. Yes. Literally. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then he he, wa- he walks him to the edge of the uh, building and then he jumps off and dies. And they think he killed himself. Yeah. Because they don't see all that. They just see him walking. Yeah, they just see him walking, but he's really walking like a marionette. Mm-hmm. And once again, these are his tendons oh, and yes. his arms. It's so Oh, gross. whoever thought of that has problems. <laughs> oh, I know, right? But like I said, I can see it in my head. Just like, oh, it's so gross. And wasn't there another great scene too where she's watching TV and was like Dick Cavett or something and Freddie okay. comes in and Tell us about that one. No. I'm going to say, to me, that's a controversial statement. (laughs) Because I want to love it. Like, welcome to primetime, bitch. And then he lifts her up and brings her through the TV and like kills her like that. Except that when they cut to the real world scene, the TV's up super high on the wall. And she just jumped into it from nothing. And they're like, must be a suicide. So I'm like, well, I would have liked them to make that a little more of a realistic death. Kind it of kind of takes me out of it. Right? Yeah. A little bit. It's like how like who commits suicide by jumping up to the ceiling. I always you know? like, she's watching in the TV room. The TV's very high mounted on the wall and they don't even think twice about the fact because Freddie <laughs> it is it is Dick Cavett. In, it's a uh, great scene. It's a really it's great, scene, great yeah. scene. But but like so the plot hole of Josh Gabor, I think. Her her like <laughs> yeah, Josh Gabor, right? And Freddie reaches, grabs her in from the TV, pulls in the TV, and it, it just doesn't really look like it could be possibly real. But everyone just goes, "Oh, it's a suicide." And what are you gonna do? <laughs> so darn those kids. Da- yeah, damn, damn kids. <laughs> but it really is a great, excellent installment here. First, they tried burning me. <laughs> then. But this, this is my favorite. (laughs) They even tried holy water. (laughs) But I just keep on checking. Now I'm going to go into one that I don't recall. And you have a great comment about it. Psycho 3, <laughs> whatever, I love it. Now, I remember... Wait, finish that thought. What's the other part? Oh, Jeff Fahey is hot as... Yeah. So I forgot that Jeff Fahey, Jeff Fahey was the lawnmower That's an important part man. of it. Isn't Jeff Fahey the lawnmower Yes, I love lawnmower? Jeff Fahey. He's amazing. And in another three cool, that's amazing too, but we'll get to oh, that. Oh, we're going to get to that. <laughs> so Psycho 3, so here's the thing with Psycho 3, and it mm. came out in 86. So I remember... And Psycho 2 came out just, must have been just a year before. So I remember, uh, obviously Psycho came out like, what, 1963 maybe, something along those lines. And they waited like 25 years to put out a Psycho 2. And it was the most random, but I remember there's some great boobs in it. In <laughs> 2. And it's still Anthony Perkins who plays Norman Bates. And I went to the, the theater, and here we are, a bunch of teenagers going to go see like Norman Bates, Anthony Perkins in the movie theater. And it kind of gave him a, a new life, so to speak, right? 
And it, it wasn't bad. Like a lot of people really like it. I remember. Oh, hold on a second. So Psycho Two was ni- was nineteen eighty three. So I didn't. Yeah, I went to see Psycho Three in the theater. Psycho Three. Yes, because that's wow. nineteen eighty six. I remember I was working at, a, at Zeller's, which is like a Target, and my friend the Googe just <laughs> picked me up in his car, and we were fifteen, he was sixteen, so we had the, the green machine, and we used to go down and watch movies, and we went and saw Psycho Three in the theater. So I remember this. Um, now, why do you like this so much? Again, it's just a fun factor. You'll notice again that that is on the equal or better than list that's the list that you have it on right (laughs) i just um psycho i can see is a a good classic well done movie but i just have so much more fun with psycho 3 than kills the kills are fun jeff a he's hot he has his little naked dance lamp scene (laughs) thing and it's just a lot more fun to me i'd rather watch that any day over actual psycho well because the thing is too they're they're different movies right like the actual psycho is kind of like you're talking about frankenstein or something along those lines it's from the 60s it's very alfred hitchcock it's very slow and you hate slow movies i do you hate house of the devil um you know uh, the shining you you hate those things oh yes i do this one is more of your eyes of just being a slasher movie is this something is this something you would ever show on last drive of course i I would love to i wonder what the rights are to get a psycho film i don't know if things you would not expect are super hard sometimes right and let me also just say that this was directed by anthony perkins so that's Norman Bates directed this movie as well as uh, starred in it. And I'm just checking something out to see because I remember there's a girl in a yellow dress who showed some nice boobage and was <laughs> killed. Um, she's a Canadian film actress. This might not be her. Obviously, she's much older now. No, that's not her. So there's another uh, scream queen. But anyways, uh, lots of good stuff in that. I would probably like to go back and watch it again at some point in time. I want to rewatch it too. Let's do yeah. a rewatch. Just check. Let's, let's put it on the rewatch list. Heck yeah. After that, another one that you have is, oh, this is a good one, Army of Darkness. Oh, yeah. I mean, if we were going to do top five, I figured we'd both have that one in it. I agree with you on that. I think Army of Darkness is definitely top five. Now, once again, Evil Dead, very primitive. Still holds up, but I mean, the special effects are terrible and the concept of it is very creepy. Obviously, there's things that we see in that movie that we that were invented then, like the point of view demon high speed camera going through the woods. And then Army of Darkness 2 or uh, uh, Evil Dead 2 is almost like the studio got a hold of it yeah. and then it becomes full on Sam Raimi because he loves the Three Stooges. Yes. So it bugs me. I'm not a fan of 2. I like some of it, but just the whole sham. You don't like to? It's okay. Hmm. But the fact that now he's, you know, pulling Three Stooges moves on himself as he beats himself up and all that other stuff. So listen. Not, oh, comedy horror. horror. You know, I hate the comedy yes. horror. Never now, mind. <laughs> Army of Darkness, there's elements of comedy horror, but I just feel it's so wacky. Like It's such a different tone. Yes. So you can get away with that. It really is. If you want the kind of the horror comedy, I think he did a much better version of combining one and two for three you know what i mean like one no i can't follow that so okay so <laughs> three is the perfect combination of one and two oh in okay tone. gotcha yeah yes yeah you know that's a good way like, to put it, it really it, like it opens great too with like you know shop smart shop s smart and ash williams my son's name is ash by the way uh, after a- him 
after uh-huh. it's not short for anything although ash in the movie is short for ashley mm-hmm. but in real life ash is short for ash but he's working in a target and it's called s smart shop smart shop s smart and that's when right out of the gates uh there's kind of a, one of those demon witches and it shows up and it's just a really oh, that might be at the end of the movie or is that the beginning of the movie i don't know oh no that's right because at the end of evil dead 2 he gets transported to the Middle Ages. Yes. <laughs> well, there is a great scene towards the end where there is a demon girl inside of the of the Target store, S-Mart. And I always love the idea of... It's like one of the reasons why I really like Terrifier. Like these creepy things happening just in real life scenarios. You're not in the cabin in the woods. You're not, you know, in a dark house in the middle of the night. It's just like you're in the daytime and you're at S-Mart and here comes this demon witch. And I always liked that. I thought it was pretty cool. Did and you was, ever go to an S-Mart, by the way? I don't, there's no such thing. Oh, yeah. yes, there is, sweetie. There is really. Oh, my grandma used to take me to S Mart all the time. Seriously? Oh, yes. Is that in the South? That's, that's I guess. You went full on South. Oh, yeah, there is, sweetie. S <laughs> Mart is like poor white trash territory. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, so the concept of this is that Ash goes back to the Middle Ages and his, uh, his shotgun and his chainsaw arm. Yes. Ridiculous confiscated and he's got the the car (laughs) and so now he has to kind of it's kind of like i don't know some weird game of thrones thing where there's this big army of skeleton uh demons and ash has to kind of train the townsfolk into the art of swords play yes comparing it to game of thrones is it is very much so game it of thrones. is it's a more and fun game of thrones it's really cool of course you know he forgets klaatu barada nikto or he up the necromicon uh that's the 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 code that you have to use to get the Macron, the chronicon to work and he forgets it all the time right do you remember this so he's got the necronomicon and he has to determine which one is real and then he has to do the password that allows him to remove the book safely. And it's Klaatu Barado Nikto. If he says those three words, he can take the Necronicom and it, you know, it doesn't open up the evil world. Well, Ash, because he's such a moron, forgets. <laughs> and he goes, Klaatu Barado Barara. Klaatu Barado And he takes the book and goes. And then when that happens, here comes the Deadites, basically the army of darkness. Nice. Right. You did that really well. Well, yeah, I'm also thinking about it, but I've, I've seen this movie 15 times. So finally, he has to uh, have the whole uh, Deadite army, which he's now uh, helped the, the, the townsfolk learn how to fight. And then he ends up going, uh, he, he ends up getting the, the, the right uh, um, uh, spells to take his Oldsmobile, which, by the way, is Sam Raimi's real Oldsmobile from 1973. And he gets it back to Aww, uh, modern times. Yes. And wins. <laughs> Uh, the war and goes back to modern times. And then the end of it is Ash tells his fellow employee at the S-Mart uh, what happened and the female co-worker who's uh, hot on him turns into a deadite and tries to attack him and then of course he pulls out the rifle and screams hail to the king baby and kills the deadite. Bam. Boom. End scene. Amazing. <laughs> and he calls it the boomstick which by the way I was going to call the code breaker the boomstick originally but Lance Storm hated the name and I said, he, I said, boomstick. He's like, that's terrible. What does that even mean? I'm like, obviously you're not an army of darkness. <laughs> I changed it to the code breaker. So <laughs> there you go. You have to come up with one of yours, though. Like, what's one on your list that's not on mine? Oh, um, well, I don't have anything on here that ends up as a, any of the uh, uh, honorable mentions or, or 
um, the ones that you chose because a lot of those are on it. But for me, I'm going to go right into a big f- you right now. Okay. <laughs> it's my all-time favorite movie, possibly, horror movie, followed by the all-time worst. There's actually two of them we can discuss. Okay. So um, even did a watch-along on this podcast with Kevin Smith for Damien Omen 2. I've been obsessed with it since I was kid, a kid, terrified of Damien. Uh, when I first met you and Joe Bob, the highlight, uh, besides me and Joe Bob, was meeting Harvey <laughs> Stevens, who, of course, is Damien from The Omen, who I flipped out on. Oh, yeah, I remember. Like you were really excited. year old dude. That's so cool, though. <laughs> so I loved Omen 2. They used to show it on TV when I was a kid. When uh, maybe they showed Omen 1 on TV or when video came out, I was able to get it. So I vividly remember going to see Omen 3, The Final Conflict, with my grandfather in 1983. I convinced him to take me to the movie. It is violent. It is disgusting. It is gross. You watch it now, it doesn't hold up. But I remember watching it with my grandma. Like, grandpa, and like, the, the basic concept is that Damien is now in line to be the president of the United States which is always kind of his destiny because he's a thorn. You know, Robert Thorne and, and, and Richard Thorne were in line for the presidency too until Damien killed them. So he then these seven monks get the seven daggers of Megiddo. That's the only way you can kill the Antichrist. And these are the worst monks ever, a bunch of freaking losers. They look like slobs. They're losers. And Damien kills each one of them one by one and sends a pack of hungry dogs on one. Oh no that was a rough scene burns another one uh, as he's on a talk show and the guy falls wrapped in plastic and catches on fire and just all these horrible deaths and basically then he falls in love and, and then he has to kill all the firstborn sons of, of the people in London it just it gets completely out of control I think they really think that like Jesus was reborn so they're trying to kill all the babies that might be Jesus, that's exactly right? call yeah yeah so yeah it's it's it's, it's like creeping death the, the, the firstborn son yeah kill them and i remember when i watched it with my grandfather and the, and the opening scene is like the one of the, the reason why damien's in line to become the president is the guy that's lying in front of him sees one of damien's dogs sets up this elaborate uh a suicide thing where he sets oh, up oh yes where they open the door yes. and, and the oh. pulls the trigger and blows his head so off so gnarly and it's scanner level <laughs> It's good. It's really good. Off. Yes. And I remember when we left the theater, because all the monks die, everyone dies, the guy's head gets blown off. My grandfather was like, wow, not a lot of people survived that piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love your grandpa. <laughs> and I also remember, too, he taught me how to use the bus that day. You put your money in the thing, and it was 35 cents for the bus. So anyways, I, I have great memories of, 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 of the final uh, conflict, but when you watch it back, and I, and I went and watched it back, I think right during the beginning of the pandemic, and it, it does not hold up. It's an awful movie. Uh, Sam Neill plays Damien, who then had another run in Jurassic Park, <laughs> but it is just not, uh, I just don't like it. It's just very, he creeps me out to this day because Damien Thorne creeps me out, but the movie's just crap. It's not good at all. And maybe I'm being a little bit hard on it, but I'm like, no, I've, yeah. I, I think you're being fair. <laughs> Watching it back was just kind of like, eh, whatever. I, I didn't like seeing grown up Damien, although he did a wonderful job. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. 
Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Often he looks like a grown-up demon. I just, he's so much creepier when he's a kid. To he's me. a little kid? Mm-hmm. Well, the first one because he doesn't speak, and the second one because it's, it's Mark. Look at me, Mark. Oh, my gosh, and yeah. he kills Mark. Dude, by the way, so Kevin and I figured this out. So, you know, in Omen, Omen 2, when Mark is his stepbrother, who he kills by giving him like, some brain aneurysm, I still remember that screaming, wee, <laughs> And the mom goes, what did you do? What did you do? That guy, the guy who played Mark, went on to become the creator of, what's that thing you can go to where you buy cars online? Car... Like Carvana? CarMax. Oh. Carvana, one of the two. Whatever, that's There's amazing. There's one in LA when you drive down the, the 405 from the I airport. I know you're talking about, the big glass. It's a giant like, CarMax. Car place, yes. yes. <laughs> he invented that. Wow. Like that. So he went oh, he to, to, like to great fame. Balling now. Yeah, balling, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so, so once again, like older Damien and I remember like he's there's a scene where he's just banging this girl up the butt and like that's evil Damien and like she's oh yeah he goes crazy on her yeah he's just going nuts he's scratching her and all that stuff and it gets pretty out of control there are some great scenes in it but you know it ends up uh, Damien does you know spoiler alert gets killed by the chick who he had been you know uh, physically assaulting and she gets it with the last dagger of Megiddo. So there you go. And then it goes off into fourth, fifth, sixth, eight, twelve parts, but the third. I think Peter and Snowboy are in there right now. Anybody home? There's no one in here. You that hurt. Don't you ever The other F you is Sleepaway Camp 3. Ooh, really? An F you. Now, you have Sleepaway Camp on your... Honorable mention. Okay, good. I was going to say you better not, not have better. it. Not better. Two yeah. is better. Well, but. okay, so let's talk about this. So, Sleepaway Camp 3 was filmed at the same time as Sleepaway Camp 2, right? Yeah. So, my question to you is this. If they were filmed at the same time, <laughs> how can two be so great... And three, be so terrible, in my opinion. What I've heard is that because it was kind of all straight through, people were getting really tired and the budget was running out. So they kind of just started strong and just petered out to get it done. Interesting. So once again, we're talking about Sleepaway Camp 3, Teenage Wasteland, which I thought was a great title. It's a great title. A Who song. Um I do recall that. So let's let's check this out. Um, they filmed this. Okay. So according to the commentary from this 2002 Survival Kit DVD, where are all these DVDs? Well, I've never heard of Sleepaway Camp commentary. I do have the Survival Kit. I don't know. Do that you, I've, have, I don't think I've ever to listened to the commentary though. Okay. So production of the film began immediately after Sleepaway Camp Two wrapped, and production of both films lasted a total of six weeks. And I'm going to intersperse this. Cause I remember reading this. They had six weeks to film. And I think two went like a week over. So they did four weeks to film two and only had two weeks to film three. I think that's another part of it too. And it also had a lot of editing, which was a big problem with, uh, I spoke to James from Dead Meat about uh, Valentine's, My Bloody Valentine. Oh yeah, they cut a lot out of that. And also another three cool, Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. When I first watched Day of the Dead, there was nothing in it. They had cut all the great parts out. 
maybe it was a Canadian thing or whatever. I'm sure they did it with Sleepaway Camp 3 as well because there is no good kills in that thing. You're right. There isn't. I never thought about that. There's none. You, but I remember most that there is a lot of good boobage in it. Amazing boobage. And it makes, yeah, like definitely best in the series on that one. But yeah, like you're so distracted by that. that I've never thought about the kills. But here's, the, here's, here's <laughs> the best part. I got to find this guy's name. There he is. Michael J. Paul. I knew where you're going. You know where I'm going. As <laughs> Herman Miranda, who's the, uh, the, the male boss. And his wife is Lily Miranda, the worst ever. And this is an old <laughs> dude. He looks pretty like old, and he's ugly. And he's and he's the one who gets this super hot boob chick. Remember, he takes her in the tent. Yeah. And he she has sex with him because he is the. You know, he has so much power at the camp. So, <laughs> <laughs> he has so much power in being. Uh, I got to find something. I got some trivia here. People might remember him from Scrooge. He was like the homeless guy that froze it up. That is a good call. Uh, Just so you can kind of picture what we're talking about. Corpses. Yes. <laughs> oh, here. Yeah. I have to find this for you, though. He is actually a Oscar nominee. I know. Which you're not going to believe. I believe. Yes. Uh, he played C.W. Moss in Bonnie and Clyde with Warren Beatty, Faye Dunaway, Gene Hackman, and he received an Academy Award and Golden Globe nomination for Best Supporting Actor. I mean... Can you believe that? Absolutely. I feel like he was robbed for Sleepaway Camp 3. <laughs> <laughs> I can definitely see it. He's lascivious, too. Like It's really creepy, and this chick is just... So excited. Maybe she liked him because he was an Oscar nominee. Oh, yeah. That makes sense now. Um, <laughs> as we start to, well, we still got some more, some more to go. Let's let, we mentioned it earlier on. I want to, I've never seen this movie. I want your uh, review as much as you can remember. <laughs> Puppet Master 3. Oh. Toulon's Revenge. Oh, Lord. Who is Toulon, by the way? He is the Puppet Master. Okay. I don't think I've ever seen a Puppet Master movie. Wait, you've never seen any of Puppet no, Master I'll tell you the reason why. Okay. Uh, Puppet, scary puppets are right up there to me with um, horror comedy. I think what? It's I don't no, like it. they're amazing. Give me, a, give me a horror puppet any day. Man, I'm not a fan. Uh, <laughs> and there's literally, like you said, like 15 of these things. So here it is. Puppet Master 3, Toulon's Revenge. Apparently it takes place in 1941. Is there anything about this that you can recall? There's no budget or box office for it because it probably never well, came out at the theater. Well, it's full moon. <laughs> it's not going to be a... So, so Full Moon is the, is the company that invented it, kind of? Yeah, and, and I work with them a lot, actually. And they are they still notoriously, do. yes, and proud to be very cheap <laughs> and film things really quickly. So considering their budget for this, this one, this installment is actually really well done. It's kind of his war picture, and it's more of a prequel to it's the a other war one. Picture. It really is. Like, he focuses on... This is the one where the puppets become kind of the good guys and oh, okay. they're they're killing the Nazis. <laughs> so I, I, it, it, it kind of has a real story, you know. I wonder what year this came out in. Hold on, let me see. Uh, Puppet Master 3. Oh, 1991. Wow. Yeah. So it's fairly, you know, new-ish. <laughs> the producer's Charles oh, Band. That's who you know. Yeah. you work with, right? Yeah. They know their creatures over there. Like they're- Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. 
You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Puppets are just so amazing. So is the, is the concept of the puppet master that at first was like, was his name Toulon? Is he the guy that... Uh invented the puppets originally mm-hmm. so would there be like a bunch of different kind of misfit puppets like like toy story or something <laughs> and they'd all be murdered was, was it just one puppet or was there a bunch of puppets oh there's there's a lot of puppets okay, lot i of puppets, really so. you have to watch one i'll watch you, one you don't know any of them what's the best one out of all of them three <laughs> okay well if you don't like three you're not gonna like any of them keeping the spirit of things i will i promised james did me to watch my bloody valentine wait have you never seen my bloody valentine well i did but it was it was oh the cut version they cut nine minutes of it yeah i know so that's the same with like i said day of the dead like these are what we had in canada you get these movies there's nothing in it so then you hated it because you didn't know that yeah i hated it yeah and by the way i I, have seen the restored version it's really it's amazing i need i need to give the especially um my bloody valentine a reprise I will say this too. I forgot to say in Sleepaway Camp 3, uh, Michael Pollard's wife, she has the dumbest death. She falls into a thing of garbage bags in a hole <laughs> and she apparently forgets how to stand up. She just doesn't know how to stand up and they drive a lawnmower over her head and she's just like, ah, stop. And I'm like, Trust stand up. It's like someone who drowns in like two feet of water. Just yes. put your feet on the ground and stand up. <laughs> That's one of those. We gotta hurry up and finish filming. Yeah, see, listen, guys, we got a week and a half left. Killer. Hashtags, that's what does it. <laughs> She's done. Hola, amigos, aprendo español. Hey, friends, I'm learning Spanish. Not bad, right? I'm using Babbel, the language learning app, and I am having a great time. I sit on my flights to AW and do a few lessons on the plane. Now, Babbel works offline and has some cool options that let me use flashcards, matching, and just listening so I don't hurt anybody's ears as I work on my pronunciation and accent. But if I'm at home and want to do one of the quick five-minute lessons, I chose the speaking option, and I say everything out loud. My family loves that. It's so funny. I lived in Mexico in my early 20s for a couple years. I used to speak really good Spanish, but I forgot almost everything. So I'm going to be ready the next time I have to get into the ring in AEW with Bandito or Phoenix or Penta. Uh, I'm going to know exactly what to do and what kind of trash talking those guys are throwing my way and how to throw it back. So like I said, I'm using Babbel to learn Spanish, but you can choose from 14 languages, including French, Italian, and German. In addition to the lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. I haven't tried the live classes yet, but it's on my list to do as I continue to relearn Spanish. I also love Babbel's speech recognition technology. It helps you improve your pronunciation and accent, working on that as well. So if you want to learn another language, for whatever reason, your job, your family, just for the fun of learning, expanding your own education, give Babbel a try. And right now, Check this out. Get 55% off your subscription when you go to babble.com slash T-I-J. That's babble.com slash T-I-J for up to 55% off your subscription. B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash T-I-J. 55% off. So go now. Babble.com slash T-I-J. Muchas gracias, amigos e amigas. I got a new game sport. It's called Hide the Soul. And guess what? You're it. Let's talk about, how about Hellraiser 3? 
Hellraiser 3 is very different than the first two, but I think, again, fun. It's more of um, trying to be a little bit more mainstream, I guess, kind of more Hollywood than the first two. It, and how do they try and make it more Hollywood? Because the first, I never got into Hellraiser because, like I said, it was, it's very dark. And and it just I never I never connected with it for whatever reason. Have you ever tried three? I have not tried three. I think you might want to try will, that. The, the the tone is just a little different. That's what I mean. I guess by more mainstream. Okay. It's more of a what you think of a like Hollywood horror versus the dark extreme darkness. And of that the other could one. be the reason why, like you said, why why, why it had that. And vibe this one too. has some great nudity too. It has some really sexy scenes in it. As, okay, and it also has a great soundtrack. And I had this soundtrack, and I'll tell you the reason why. Because um, this is back when you couldn't just buy one song. And it has an amazing version of Hellraiser, which is Ozzy's tune off of uh, No More Tears, co-written by Lemmy. And Motorhead has a version on this called Hellraiser. And it's great. It's better than Ozzy's version. Well, I'll have to check it out. So yeah, it's really, really good. Nowadays, you can do that. You don't have to buy the whole album. You can just, just buy the album. Right so so it, how many um, Hellraisers is there? Hmm. Is, Seven? Okay, so this is another one. Just check that control. though. I want to see if that's right. Hellraiser series. It was really seven. Oh, Hellraiser, two, three, Bloodline, four, Inferno, Hellseeker, Deader, Hellworld, Revelations, Judgment. And there's, is there a new one coming out? Oh, when, oh, yeah, I guess if you count that. One, that would two, be three, eight. four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. No, I was ten so Ten Hellraisers. <laughs> How can there be? There's year, so many Hellraisers. Next year we're going to do tenth installments. So it's probably, we'll probably find okay, a bunch. Yes. The best tenth. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So are, are any of these any good? I mean, if you like that world and that premise, then they're all worth watching i fall asleep to them sometimes yeah see once again this is something where clive barker wrote this and it's like eli with um, with cabin fever he did it or hostel he makes one he does two hostels someone buys the rights now there's six other hostels or whatever there's a, the worst cabin fever sequel is terrible don't ever watch it <laughs> but i'm assuming it's the same with hellraiser clive they probably bought Clyde out on bloodline or whatever it is and they just put him out every two three four five years yeah and he just collects the checks right um, Nothing wrong with that, though. Well, I mean, listen, if you're going to do that, I, mean, I told Damien Leone, you're going to do the same thing. There's going to be Art the Clown in space. They always end up in space. I want Art the Clown in space, please. Yes. Make that happen. Make it happen. I'll do my best. <laughs> Son of Frankenstein, which is great because we're going back to probably 1942 or whatever. Are you a fan of these old types, older universal films? Oh, my gosh, for sure. And I, I definitely, when I write for Fangoria... I usually write about the classics because I just don't feel they get enough attention and, and respect, you know? But it's strange to me because you don't like slow movies. It, it, it's just like, um, how to explain it? It takes it a lot for me to love it if it's slow. So that's saying a lot, mm. you know? It's like I want the action, but yet I fall in love with the look and the atmosphere and just these old stories are just so beautiful. Do you like kind of the way it's shot or do you like the... All of it. It's just a wonderful time. I just love the look of that. I guess there's something different about mm. old school slow mm. versus current slow. Mm. You know, they just had different styles of filmmaking. Well, once again, it's it's whatever you, you are into, you know, and, and this is how I, I say it all the time. But this is how I was weaned on horror movies because I, I think I've told you before, I was allowed to watch 
the late night, you know, creature features on a on a on a Saturday night, which would start at midnight. They'd show two. This is pre VHS, so my mom would let me watch them, but I would have to go to sleep first. So I would go to sleep at ten thirty, and I'd set my alarm for midnight. Aww. Yeah, and if, <laughs> and if I woke up, and I remember like one nine times out of ten, I did, but I did, but the one time out of ten, I didn't. I'd be so mad at myself. Because each week was two new movies, and it was all Universal stuff and Hammer. So oh, wow. once in the and the, obviously Hammer's kind of a more violent version, but it's still very it's very British, but very cool. And I grew up on all these movies. I'm Son of Frankenstein. Vividly remember seeing it. Um, and I think when we did our top ten, I mentioned Frankenstein because there is a tone and a feel to it. And I love that. Like if you can get into the vibe of old movies and really like just get out of the your own head it's black and white who cares there's some real cool stuff in it and also too son of frankenstein is kind of famous because it has basil rathbone who is sherlock holmes boris karloff who's frankenstein and bella lugosi who's dracula so it's kind of like an all-star exactly creature feature. you can't ask for better than that <laughs> i don't think it was based on any mary shelley novels or whatever and and you know, I, I don't know exactly or even remember what it was about, but there is a cool factor to the fact that there's three of these, and they were big. They were big movies. This would be like, you know, Saw or uh, <laughs> Paranormal. Like, oh, they got another Frankenstein movie coming. We're gonna get big bucks in here, right? So uh, let's go to. I would another kill for one. that now. That's, What's that? That would be amazing. I wish it was still like that. Yeah, give you me a Frankenstein movie, but like a good one. <laughs> you could probably never do a Frankenstein movie nowadays. It's they too, do Frankenstein all the time. Do they still? Oh yeah. The only one that ever worked that wasn't Boris Karloff was Christopher Lee's Frankenstein for Hammer. Yes, a lot of people liked uh, Robert De Niro, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. I'm not one of those people. I want my Frankenstein's to have square heads. Yes, thank you. Okay, so as we start to, I'm going to do one more of your honorable mentions, and then I want to hear your. Use. Um, gosh, I mean, which one can I do here? I have to bring this one up just because we discussed it earlier and didn't really get in depth, but just the name of it. <laughs> Howling Three Marsupials. That's actually the name of it. That's the name of it. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> awful. So tell us what you like about Howling Three, the Marsupials. Um, <laughs> all the Howling movies. Well, the first ones. Honestly, great, but from there they're just so That's silly. Wallace, right? Mm -hmm. That is a great movie. That is a great, yeah, movie, a great movie, but yeah. they just changed up from there. <laughs> they obviously, like we said, I think that was a Joe Dante movie or something like that. Maybe whoever wrote it, they sold the rights, and now there's like 15 of these things. Yes, it's just it's very different and fun. I, I hate to keep saying it that way, but that just counts. But that's for what so horror much. movies are all about. It's very silly, and I it's out of the Howling movies. It's it's one worth watching for sure, and it has its share of fans that really love it. Now this is uh, uh, they go to Australia, yes. <laughs> and I, this is the, probably the worst tagline I've ever seen in a <laughs> poster. Just when you thought it was safe to go down under, what does that mean? When did it's you ever think it was safe there. to go down under? Oh, finally! It's, it's not like just when you thought it was safe to go in the ocean. I get it. Just when you thought it was safe to go. In, I've never not thought it was safe. To, I, I, it's not safe to go to the freaking Australian outback with the spiders and the snakes, but to go to Sydney, Australia, it's not bad. It's probably as safe as going to any other big city. Well, you thought incorrectly, and that's what they're telling you. <laughs> you thought it was safe, but guess what? Marsupials, uh, baby. <laughs> in this sequel, werewolves have evolved 
with females having marsupial-like pouches to nurse their young. No, marsupial would be a, a, a kangaroo, yes. a koala, a.k.a. Australian animals, which is where the marsupial comes in. Uh, scientists attempt to study them while soldiers try to track and kill them in the Australian outback. <laughs> Wackiness ensues. Uh, so you got that. And just, to, just um, I don't know how many howlings there are. I think seven again. Oh my gosh. Come so, on, get it right this time. Okay, um, let me just find the Howling sequel here. Uh, howling, howling franchise. What's, nobody in this movie has any name value whatsoever. Uh, no stars uh, from down under are here. Oh, now, we're, now we're talking about Howling. We'll have to Google it. Somewhere. I'll Google it while we're talking about the next one. We don't have dead air here on Talk is Jericho. Uh, let's good talk point, about, good point. Let's talk about your <laughs> f*** you list. Um, you start off with, I know you are a massive, massive Scream fan, and you have Scream 3 here. And As a big you. Okay, so let's hear some. That movie, so hard. I don't even want to talk about it because I pretend it doesn't exist. <laughs> well, you did mention it, so you know what it is. It's, what, I know. I had to. And what don't you like? I had to warn it? people. It's just, oh. One and two are masterpieces to me. Like literal masterpieces could not be more perfect. So I was in love with those. And when we got news of Scream 3 coming out. Yes. It's all the same like, cast too. Yeah. Yes. I was just devouring every bit of information about it on all the old school like message boards and chat rooms and whatever, trying to figure out the details of what the plot was going to be, what's going to happen, is Dewey going to be okay? Like I was obsessed and could not wait, and I like took off of work that day, pretended to be sick so I could like prepare and have the screen party and get to the midnight showing, <laughs> and I was so excited, and then cut to the end where I'm sitting in the chair at the theater, just sobbing, crying. And everyone around me was like, oh, look, you were so excited. Because I was in my like scream outfit yeah, yeah. way before anybody really did that. I was very sure, strange sure. to show up in a ghost face outfit. This is in the year 2000. Yes. Yeah. So I'm the only one in a ghost face outfit at that time. Anyway, so they, they knew I was very was excited. Like you're a teenager still. I, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I was just, uh, so I was very excited going in there. Can't wait to see it. Started crying during the movie and everyone was just like oh that's because you love it so much right i'm like hell no and i like started screaming at you like what the fuck was that they killed my movie if you've ever seen the episode of spongebob where or where patchy gets <laughs> feels betrayed by spongebob and runs around tearing off his posters and tearing up his, his spongebob merchandise that's exactly what i was doing i took down all the posters that were on my wall which were many <laughs> and just tore them up and said Scream has betrayed me. Wes Craven has betrayed me. What is this what, bullshit? What, what did you hate so much about oh, it? Oh, God damn. What, what is not to hate about it? The only thing I could say that is just one saving grace now is that Dewey didn't die. Right. But now we have the trauma of the new one to deal with that part. But, but I mean, it's got a great cast. Parker Posey, Patrick Dempsey. Just, oh, God. Of course, so Courtney stupid. Cox. It's Courtney so Cox's stupid. bangs are terrible, by the way. And I remember that. You know what? But like, people won't let her live that down. Who has not had a bad haircut? Hush. <laughs> Be nice, the, people. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, so you just didn't like the, the plot twist? You didn't like the script of it? You just didn't like what they did? Yes. Every bit of it was just stupid. Wow. Because it did, it did great, great numbers. It cost $40 it million Everyone and made 160 some people so like it's just it's such a different tone again because like Kevin Williamson did the first two right and then he passed it on to Aaron Kruger and that was an Aaron Kruger piece of crap right there it is 
horrible. Wow, so there is a lot of issues here uh, that you don't like about this. Yes. Right. Uh, I'm just trying a critical reaction. Uh, wow, so Rotten Tomatoes, 41%. That's pretty low That's for Rotten Tomatoes. Too high. Despite some surprising <laughs> twists, Scream 3 is too high. Sees the franchise falling back on the same old horror formulas and cliches at once hacked and slashed with postmodern abandon. Interesting. So they're That's saying fair. it became a, became a cliche of itself. What did you think of the newest Scream movie? <laughs> okay, we're not going to go to that anymore. <laughs> There's stuff I liked and there's stuff I didn't. Yeah, but it's not a fan. Really? Leatherface, is that is that the name of the third? You have Leatherface written down as a... Th- I do, because it's not my f*** you as much. I think it's fine, but Joe Bob has such a f*** you about that one. Is it actually called Leatherface? It. it is. I see. I remember, so when the newest Texas came out, which was stock... I was looking through and saw this one, Leatherface, and I was like, I don't even remember this one. It's actually called Leatherface. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what does he not like about this? Uh, well, his biggest complaint is, what does he say? It's shot in California when it's supposed to be okay. Texas, and that's very offensive. You well, can see mountains and stuff. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so Leatherface came out in 2017 in Texas Chainsaw, which there's such a pointless remake. Why did they even bother so stupid in 2022? So... Wow, so this was, was this supposed to be the origin of uh, of Leatherface? Yeah. Like how he became Leatherface or something? And he just thought it was very, very stupid. Kind of my screen three, I guess. Just gotcha. he, he felt so strongly about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that's his favorite movie, yeah. that he felt like Leatherface just shit on that way, I think. Oh, Screen wow. three. So, te- so, so, so Texas Chainsaw Massacre is his favorite movie? Yeah. And Scream is yours? Yes. Unabashedly, that's your favorite? Absolutely. Interesting. Of any genre? Okay. Oh, wow. Any genre. Wow. Interesting. Because, uh, yeah, so, so Leatherface, uh, once again, I just want to point out that there is a Texas Chainsaw 3D. <laughs> so Why is go. that funny? Because um, we're laughing about the 3Ds. <laughs> so, uh, wow. And I've never seen this one. So not a good review. And let's just end it off. And then we'll, I got one more question after that because I'm interested. Child's Play 3. Not the biggest fan of Child's Play. I've seen the first Child's Play and none of the others. I do not watch the TV series, which apparently is pretty good, whatever. I just, once again, what did I tell you earlier? I don't like horror comedy and I don't like dolls. Oh my God, you're right. I this don't is like horror the, dolls. It's stupid This is the worst Chucky's for not then. scary. It's like, they, oh they, God, they, it's so scary to me stupid. though. stupid. Like puppets and dolls get to me so hardcore. Okay, okay, okay. So I grew up, like Chucky was so, so scary. And I will. I watch all of those. I'll. I watch the series. I'll watch them anytime. I was. I heard that, is the series three. good? The series is. Is what it is. Gotcha. It's fun. So three, <laughs> you don't like three. Three is just heinous. Like I cannot sit through that, no matter what. Is it bad kills? Plot plot holes? Cash in? Money grab? How to explain it other than it's just like a what, what of is suck. it? It's still got Brad Dourif as Chucky. It's, yeah, the voice of Chucky is good. It's just the plot's stupid. Gotcha. Andy's in the military school and grown up. I remember this. And, I ugh, vaguely remember. I might have actually it's seen that. Bad. I'm sick of this stupid Andy too. I don't like him either. Oh, he's my friend. <laughs> of course he is. They're all your friends. You see them at every Comic Con there is, horror con there is. <laughs> Chucky as a whole, you like the Chucky? I uh, do. I love Chucky. Just Chucky we'll forget again that that three exists. Okay. Um, so of all the movies we've discussed today, uh, and we know that you hate Scream 3, and we know that I hate <laughs> Omen 3, because Omen 3 is my 
Scream 3, Upset which is the Joe theater. Bob's Leatherface. Uh, not that, I mean, I love Omen. I can watch it a thousand times in a row, but Omen 2 is. Oh, yeah, yeah because Omen, Omen is like one of your very favorites. Yeah, and Omen 2. So those two is like, like to so this day. So oh, Omen yeah. 3 is a. It's your screen. It sucks, yeah. So <laughs> what, but, but what is your favorite uh, of the movies that we discussed uh, today? What is your favorite threequel of a horror franchise? I think I'm supposed to say Halloween 3, but it's Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors. You know what? So yeah. Great. I'm kind of thinking of what we've been discussing. I would like to say we skipped over Ghoulies Goes to College. Oh, okay. well, that's, <laughs> I didn't see that written down. But it's I was like, just an honorable mention. We don't have to talk about it a lot, but definitely if you're a Ghoulies fan, so you know, give no. that a look. <laughs> now, here, here, here's another uh, <laughs> uh, breakdown of a breakdown of a breakdown. Don't like horror comedies. Don't like doll comedies. Don't like uh, um, Gremlins ripoffs. And you've got two what of them on they here. Do? Gremlins. You got ghoulies. You got ghoulies and critters. I do because um, in Critters Three, that is Leonardo DiCaprio's movie debut. Is it really? It is. So it's worth noting for that. Do you like ghoulies go to college? I do like ghoulies go to college. Do they graduate? What the hell are they taking? Do you want spoilers? They do not graduate. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert. Ghoulies do not not, uh, graduate. I just don't understand how these movies got made. Like, how are they greenlighting these films? Ghoulies go to college. Ghoulies, oh my gosh, so bad. If you told me that you're going to make a movie called Ghoulies Goes to College, I would greenlight that right away. I we'll just figure remember, out like, the rest later. said like some like there's a toilet or something is they went to yeah. hide in the toilet. All right, here we go. In the third installment, the little demons, I'm surprised they didn't say the little rascals <laughs> are summoned at a oh they get summoned. Okay, so they're demons, gotcha. At a college campus by Professor Ragnar, Kevin McCarthy, uh, a genre favorite, who is obsessed with the occult. You know Kevin McCarthy? Mm-hmm. He's in creep show, yeah. Soon the creatures wreak havoc that is initially dismissed as elaborate pranks by the partying frat houses during prank week. That is, until a couple at the school realize that the pranks are not so innocent this time. All right. Straight to video. Vestron video. God bless that Vestron. That makes it sound and much more dramatic than it is. I'll, I'll take you a Leonard Caprio debut and give you this debut. Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. And it all ties into Scream. Yeah, it does. I mean, that's what made me check it out. And I'm like, this is great. And I, I forgot to mention one thing about Puppet Master 3 that will make you want to watch it. Very good nudity, including Michelle Bauer, which is a very, oh one of the best screen queens. Okay. So definitely check it out. So there's a lot to check out here. We both agree. <laughs> and, I, and I will agree with you that, that Dream Warriors is probably the best threequel. Friday 13th 3 is good, but it kind of blends into me with 2 and 4. Like, it's good. What? It, <laughs> it well, blends in with 4. How dare you? It, it just, there's, there's, there's good, and, good and bad. Whereas Nightmare 3, I can remember everything from top to bottom. I can tell you everything that happened in that movie. It, it is a great movie with, with a great soundtrack. Uh, and another great three. This has been a great threequel of this podcast. Oh, yeah. We did it's it. It's our threequel. It's our threequel. Yay. So uh, happy Halloween. And I look happy forward Halloween. to seeing what we come up with next year. Yay. For the uh, annual Halloween Darcy Jericho Talk is Jericho tradition. <laughs> Thank you very much.
Don't be in front of your TV sets for the horathon. And remember the big giveaway at nine. Don't miss it. And don't forget to wear your masks. The clock is ticking. It's almost time. Happy, happy Halloween.